Okay, today we have a very special guest from Clapping Dog Media. Her name is Meg Clark, and she's going to talk a little bit about something called search engine optimization. And if you have a business with your website online, you have to take a look at this because people have to find you. How are they going to find you? And if you can be found on any type of search engine, especially Google, things turn out a little bit easier for you because if they're looking for you, they're going to find you. If you don't put out stuff for them to find you, it's going to make things a lot more difficult. Now, if you're just starting out, make sure that you go over to our website at bizbody.net. We have a nice little business practitioners workshop just for you if you're starting out or if you want to pivot your business. It's absolutely free. All you got to do is sign up. Basically, we send all the worksheets right to your inbox. So without further ado, Meg Clark from Clapping Dog Media on search engine optimization. Meg, thanks for joining the show today. Let's get right into it and let's talk about what the heck is SEO. What is it? What is it? Do we that even is a need great to know? Question. Um, it's not snake oil. I promise you that. Although a lot of people think that it's like a scammy snake oil used car salesman thing, but SEO is search engine optimization and simply it's way to be found by Google because there are 4 billion people searching on Google a day. And you might as well spend your time getting found by Google rather than chasing everything else. So that's what SEO is. Right. Because they're big brother anyway. They're, they're, they always know. They're tracking, Our big brother. They're watching, tracking everything. Watching. So is that a good thing to get them on your radar? Not you. Well, they're on your radar. <laughs> so you might as well use it to get more clients and raving fans. There so. You go. You know, there is, it's so funny because I live in uh, Washington, D.C. I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. And we have so many people in the area work for um, agencies that you're not allowed to talk about. Hmm. And so, you know, whoever, there's a million of them and they're all here and they're all watching. And they all, there's, I have so many friends who, who are not on Facebook who don't have an Instagram feed because they don't want people to watch them. And I think that's hilarious because then for Christmas, we all buy Alexas and we just invite it all into our house. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, tell me how to cook chicken. And that's the biggest big brother. Although I, I mean, I have four Alexas and I love them because she tells me the weather, she tells me the news, all these things. She tells me what to make better. So anyway, um, just this kind of a side note about Big Brother is in my area, people are like, nope, you can't find me online because I'm not there. They don't yeah, even exist. That's right. They pretend that they don't exist, but they have an Alexa. But they're ordering all their supplies with Alexa at the same time. Right. Between, the, between them and Amazon, you can't, like, find you can't go anywhere. But deliver this to my house tomorrow right. or maybe later today. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon just, um, we're right next to their second headquarters. So people are abuzz. They're so excited about Amazon coming. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, well, not related to SEO. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that being said, um, with SEO, a lot of people that listen to this show have small to m like middle size practices. Um, okay. Now, 
it's it's funny to hear how they're still probably doing things the old fashioned way where they go out and they just like go and talk to people and they're not really that great at talking to people all the time and selling themselves. How is SEO going to help bridge that gap? That's a good question. You know, um, SEO is, and SEO starts or originates on your website. So when we, when I talk about SEO or when you think about SEO, think about the content that's on your site. And seriously, even though we have all of these voice apps and we talk to Alexa and Siri, for example, the Google reads. And so when Google, Google reads the word. So the, the reason why you need SEO to bridge the gap is because you need to have the, your brand words, your value statement, the thing that makes you, you and unique on your website, because it's those words, it's those brand marketing terms that are really going to separate you out. So even if you meet somebody in real life and you, you meet them in an event and you shake their hand and they take your card, they're still going to Google you. They're still going to research you before they convert, whether that, that means, you know, just uh, subscribing to your blog or your email list or, or buying a product from you, they're going to come and they're going to check you out on your site. And it's so important to have, you know, what you what you're all about, the reason why you want to be known needs to be represented on your website. Now, do you feel like that's something that, say, mm-hmm. as a novice, somebody that you know has never really thought much about that, put much time into it, um, is able to do, you know, on their own, or is that something that you recommend, like a, a beginning practitioner or business owner, actually seek somebody out that can point them in the right direction, in order to make that a little easier? No, I, so I, I'm an SEO, I'm an SEO strategist and I really love it when people hire me. However, <laughs> I, um, I, I also am a huge fan of what I call SEO made simple. And that is literally where you don't need to hire anybody. You don't need to pay anybody monthly fees. You don't need to, um, kind of buy into that because what, SEO is for the novice and for people who are just starting out is good business. You need to continually add value to your users by producing good content. Google from like, if I say it another way, Google's like ultimate job is to match a great website with whatever the user is searching for. So you need to be a great website and provide really helpful content, whether it's, um, you know, talking about like behind the scenes for your business or all aspects of who you are and what you do so that you can reach all audiences so that Google can find you. So please don't hire an SEO. Please don't think that you have to hire an SEO when you're just starting out. You simply need to have a good content strategy and produce valuable, helpful content for your users. Now, what do you, what do you feel is good, helpful content? Like, or, or so, like so that we can just, that we can come up with better better yeah. content rather than like we talked about before where we can't have another top ten list you know <laughs> another right. another yeah. like best ways to to make your glutes look perfect in the mirror you know right. what I mean it's like <laughs> you know something something a little deeper and a little more valuable than that 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 can differentiate you do you have any type of strategies or exercises that people can can go through with that the first thing I do is I I ask the client, what is it that you want to be known for? What are the, if you can make a list of words that you would be like super jazzed about being on page one of Google for, what would those be? 
Like, what do you want to be known for? And I make a list and then write, um, create a series around that on your blog. So for example, I was working on a client today and she does a, it's called Moringa. I might be saying that wrong, but a Moringa powder, it's a superfood powder and her, her content on her blog is very niche. It's like, how much should I take daily to help my heart sort of thing? Mm. When there's a whole lot of people who are just researching about it. Like, where does it come from? What are the benefits? What are the side effects? Where can I buy it? How much should I take daily? Mm. Um, things like that. So she went super niche for, and was trying to target people who were, who were searching for, um, a very specific thing where I'm like, Hey, open it up a little bit and talk about what it is because there are, there are people. And in her case, there was over 20,000 people searching a month on what is Moringa powder. Hmm. So write a really in-depth blog about that and, and try to put your, try to think about what your audience, what is it that they're searching for? So I'm not really sure if that answered your question, but, um, that's good. That's my uh, answer. I think a majority of people that are listening to this probably don't necessarily know where to find any analytics to know exactly what people are even searching for. Could you give people some tips into like how to start that process and even mm-hmm. kind of like become aware of that? I love that. I, I I use a really handy tool called Google, and so when I am when I start, I just go to Google. Like when I'm researching content for clients or or even myself, um, I go and I Google, and I will search for a question. Typically, because people like to talk and to search in questions, like you know, what is um, what is SEO? What is moringa powder? And then when you search, Google will say there, this is, there is like, you know, 15,635,000, whatever results. Mm. So that's kind of, that's one place where I start is Mm. like, do people even care about this? Are there, are there people writing about this? Is there an audience for this Hmm. And for this question. And then the other thing I do is I go back to Google and um, I slowly type in the search bar and I wait to see what Google is um, filling in for me and what they're filling in is kind of is their, you know, intelligence, artificial intelligence, but it's based on what people are searching for. That's cool. So if so if other people, when I go to see what content should be good, I see what other people are writing for and what they're searching for. Yeah. So that's my second tip. My third tip is to go to my, uh, to go to competitors and see what they're writing about because I, I want to be found on the same page as my competitors so that when people are doing thorough research, they click on everybody and I want to be there when they I want to be there. I want to show up on the search results page. So I, if it's appropriate, I write about what my competitors are writing about. At what point in time would you recommend somebody in, in their uh, journey of SEO optimization to take that next step and hire somebody like yourself to take them to the next level? That's a super question. Um, my typical answer is after their referrals kind of run out. So most small businesses get started on word of mouth and referrals from friends. And once that kind of scales down, that's when you want to reach a wider audience. So I first start there is, Hey, if you, if you want to grow your business and your referrals are, are going down, then we need to reach a wider audience. So we, we've got to go to Google. 
Another way, another reason that's really important to hire an SEO is if you are totally changing your website, if you're doing a brand new design, if you're doing a new platform, this is a really vulnerable time for Google. And if you move things around, Google may not, it, it will take a while for Google to refine you. Hmm. So I highly recommend that you hire an SEO when you go through those major changes on your, on your website. Hmm. Interesting. What would you suggest uh, to be like a, a decent um, starting point to actually put together and to actually create a content strategy? Dude, that's a that's a good question. The fir- one of the first things I do is you ask your audience, ask the people that you have, your clients that you have already, like, what do you want to know about? Like, what are what are your most frequently asked questions? And you, I would start there. But then what I always like to do when I'm starting from scratch with a content strategy is to always have a series or um, kind of a, a series or a group of blog posts or blo- a group of content. And by the way, it doesn't have to be a blog post. It could be a podcast. It could be a video. We just need to wrap words around it so that the, those words are found by Google. So when you're creating content, I love to have a behind the scenes like section. Like I always want to talk about behind the scenes because people buy from people and you, you want to be really relatable. You want to, people want to know you, they want to like you. And this is also really good fodder for social media. So when you create something like a behind the scenes feature, you can easily share it and get a lot of traction on social that way. And then, of course, I do like the FAQs of the business, the origin story, how did you start, why it's beneficial, why you've got to have X, Y, or Z, because it's going to improve your life. And then um, client testimonies, Nobody, client testimonies sell. So uh, that's another series that I always like to incorporate is, hey, this is, what, this is how my service or our service benefited a client. It would benefit you, too cool user on the internet. <laughs> Come pay me money. That's, that's, that's reaching. That's absolutely reaching right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Really cool. So that's kind of where I start is, it, you know, one thing that I say all the time is good business is good SEO. And it's not, um, and this is like the, the bad connotation that I want to break down is that SEO is not a thing over here that you do in the corner by itself. It's something that you, it's a layer of your marketing and your business strategy. So you just think about the user first and think about how the information that they would want to find. And if you do that, literally Google's going to appreciate that. And they're going to like that part for you. Very cool. I like Google. I like Google. You're weird. I know. <laughs> so if you were to say like the different components of um, really quickly kind of sum, sum up like the like a content strategy, like if there were different pillars of that, um, like being like social and um, your website and whatnot, like what would you say like if you're starting out, um, what would be like two or one or two or three main focuses that you should, you should go to first and you get the biggest bang for your SEO buck? 
I love this. Um, always start with your website. Make sure your website is helpful and user-friendly and it has lots of calls to action so that users don't have to think very long about what you want them to do. And then I love social. Social you know, is great for brand exposure and growing your audience and it makes it easy to share. So I like to start with one social platform. You don't need to be everywhere all at once, but stick with one and grow that engagement. And Always, 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 always point your social posts back to your website. One of the one of the things that I see all the time in a kind of a not awesome strategy is that people will get a lot of um, Instagram followers or Twitter followers or fa- people their Facebook group, but they never come back to their website. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they have these two different audiences and they don't necessarily interact. And you've got to, in order to get the, the benefit of Google, you really need to send people back to your website and get that, tr- that cross motion traffic. So mm-hmm. Don't just leave people on on Instagram or Twitter and just say, <laughs> "Look at this really great picture." Like for more it's information, like, come back. It's to like Dumb life. and Dumber, big gulp, huh? Right, <laughs> just walking away. I'm, tro- I'm trolling for <laughs> likes here. That's right. Like, and who cares? Like, that is such a shallow um, vanity metric yeah. that I, you really want to send people back to your website. Like, and so what? What? Pick a platform and send people back to their to your site because. Who cares if you have 18 million followers on Instagram <laughs> yeah. if nobody's buying from you? Yeah, yeah. You have nobody walking through your doors. But if right. you have 18 million, wouldn't you have people paying you to post stuff at that point? That Not necessarily. Yeah. It yeah. just depends. It depends, just, on I mean, much, depends on what you have to say. <laughs> and what you're selling. That's right. right. That's yeah, right. I completely. certainly have I have a couple of um so I do a lot of client I have a lot of clients who are in the health and wellness, who are health and wellness um bloggers and and food bloggers, for example, and they have a ton of followers on Pinterest and a ton of followers on Instagram, but there's a, there's not a lot of crossover. It's like, mm. we, you know, it's awesome that you have people on Pinterest, but <laughs> like, that's a, that's a big, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they're, but are they paying you? Are you yeah. getting the ad revenue from your website by, by sending people back to your website? And it's like, mm, like, can you pay for your URL? Right. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. So anyway, so. No, that's, that's, those are all really helpful hints. Um, what are some things, um, that like you have right now that, um, and your particular site that people could could use right off the bat to help their their business. I have this really handy tool. It's on the homepage of my site, which is clappingdogmedia.com. And it is an audit. It's like a free audit. So you can just type in your domain name and it will it will dive into the first three to five pages of your website and kind of tell you how you're doing. It's like super easy. They give you like an A or a B. Or an F. So then, it's really obvious. So you can see how well or how poorly you're doing. Then does it put you into a funnel? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get emailed. Um, you get added to my email address. But um, I may or may not add you to a funnel. We'll, we just don't know. <laughs> People are like, what, what are they talking about? What are they about? talking about? Like, oh, that was, that was the inside joke before the recording started. <laughs> We're going to have to like jump back in the recording. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what, I guess one of the last things that like I had a question on is, you know, for somebody who doesn't really understand, you know, the importance of this. And now that they're listening, there's like, Oh my God, like I need to hire an SEO expert. 
what what would somebody expect to to pay as well as how much time do you typically need with a client um, just and not what you would necessarily charge but like you know okay. what should I budget for as a business owner like moving forward knowing hey once I get to a certain point like I want to probably do this to increase you know my outreach but what is this going to cost me you know over the course of maybe a six month period of time or a 12 month period of time or take time. Yeah. Or is this something that's ongoing that I need to really budget for long-term? Right. Uh, Well, I don't love the long-term people because there's lots of what, there's lots of SEOs out there who are like, you know what? You need to pay me every month for the rest of your life in order for you to get found. Um, and We, we got caught up in that. (laughs) <laughs> I don't love that because like I was kind of saying before there is there it's not a snake oil there are some technical things that an SEO will do in the very beginning of working with you but but mostly it's creating valuable content and kind of doing a little bit of research and getting smart on what you should produce and what your clients are are looking for mm-hmm. so I I typically work with clients on a three-month period and they pay anywhere between 750 to three thousand dollars a month depending on the size of their site um, and we work together for three months and I do their tech we I do their technical stuff we get their content Content in line, and then we train them on how to maintain it. Because the majority of people that I work with are, you know, maybe have one or two people on their team, maybe outsourced to a writer, but it gives them the ability to kind of take that ownership on and maintain the SEO value that we've that we've gotten through them by doing the technical expertise. It's not like it's not like people create. Um, a blog post or a video and say, now go optim, go, go SEO it. Like, <laughs> Dang like, it. Go, go make this better. It's like David Blaine it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's not, really not what we do. It's more of like a, con- it's, Hey, be smart about what the, pr- the content that you're producing on the front end and make sure people are looking for it. So it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a consultant, but a coach. there's no, it talks, Hi, diggity. I am a coach. That's a great, that's a great answer for that. (laughs) So, um, so once we get you established and we get your content in line, I, I feel, I love to empower clients with the the knowledge because it's their business and I want their business to do really well and they could totally do it. They don't need to waste, spend a lot of money on it unless you're really a big business and then you have like, and you're producing 10 pieces of content a day, then you need to hire somebody on a regular basis. But most clients, I don't work. I typically don't work with those people. Cool. Nice. Um, you mentioned before where people can find you. Um, let's, let's go through that again. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. It's really easy. My business is called clappingdogmedia.com. And so you can check me out there. I'm also on Instagram at clappingdogmedia. Cool. Really cool. Well, thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And I look forward to uh, talking in the future. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you.